All right. Well, uh, thank you, Jonathan. We're going to go into our scripture reading today, which comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. And we're going to read this in the ESV. There's Bibles underneath you that are ESV Bibles. Um, but if you have your own Bible or Bible app, feel free to look it up there. We're also going to project it behind me. Uh, so again, it's John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. I'll give you a moment to do that. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. So if you could, uh, once you've found the scripture, if you're ready to, to, to read, um, I'll be reading the scripture for us, and then we'll all respond with thanks be to God at the end. But if you could please stand for the reading of God's word, for those who are here. Um, may the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the, Jew, the, the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands in his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Well, today's message, we are continuing our sermon series on life. It's called Life Period. And this concept of peace, which is a lot of what this message is about today. I realize that sometimes when we talk about peace, uh, at least for me, uh, it, it just sounds so idealistic. I found this graphic on Google Images, and it's like people reaching for this peace symbol, and there's doves carrying it, and, and, and the light is like kind of like heavenly looking. And it's like, is, is peace even really possible? You know, a lot of times when you hear about peace, you think about world peace, and it sounds so lofty, and it sounds so unrealistic, you know? But friends, I do believe peace is something that God promises us, something that God is able to deliver upon, and I do believe it's something that we all desire. We all seek it on some level. Um, yeah, so I have this friend in seminary. He's one of my best friends, this guy, Pastor Arnold. And he was telling me about how he came to Christ, and it involved peace. And so uh, he was telling me that when he was in high school, so he had come to the United States from Korea when he was in middle school, and he couldn't speak English well. A lot of people made fun of him. He was just like an outsider. Um, he just had a really rough upbringing and uh, didn't have a good relationship with his family. And so he was just this rough kid who, like, you know, got in with, with a crowd where they would, like, commit petty crimes and they would like, steal tires off of cars and stuff. This is, like, crazy stuff. But he happened to go to this retreat. And, and like I said, he was a really disturbed dude. And he doesn't really remember the message that the guy was talking about. But, you know, like, at the end of a sermon, the pastor usually has, like, like an altar call or a prayer time oftentimes at retreats. And he had this question that he remembered, and, and it just struck him. He just asked this simple question. Do you want peace? And my friend Arnold was like, yeah. Like the whole time, he's like, you know, his hands are folded. He's like not listening to anything. He's like, man, whatever, whatever. And then that question, do you want peace? It changed his life. 
He said yes. And he came to know Christ, and he's a pastor, and he's like this dude who just loves the Lord and is like fearless for, for, for spreading the gospel and just, it all started with that question. And I want to ask you guys that question this morning. Do you want peace? Maybe some of you are like, well, Pastor Steve, I don't have like a violent childhood or anything, you know? It's like, like I, I'm like relatively okay, but that concept of peace, we're going to talk about what that means. Is it just the absence of warfare? Or could peace be uh, something that we're not experiencing when we are restless, when we're anxious? Maybe there's just something within you where you're just like, things aren't the way it should be. You have a sense of the way life should be. And I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but when we look at scripture, you will find that this is the kind of peace that God is talking about. The way things should be within you and without. And it is a promise that I do believe that God wants to give us. And so I want to look at today's scripture because it is really about peace. It's a resurrection story. But I want to show you something uh, in this, this story that I just really didn't think of, like, like the many, many times I'd heard the story. So this is uh, the account in John of Jesus appearing to the disciples for the first time. So uh, there was the empty tomb where, where uh, some of the disciples, like, they saw that Jesus wasn't there, and they're like, oh, what could this be? And Jesus, in some of the stories, like, like you know, says he's going to meet them. He meets the women, right? But he, he tells the women, hey, go tell the, 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 the disciples to, to go wait at this place. And so they're waiting there, and so you'll see that I subtitled this Good News, because I never really thought of this, but is it really good news for the disciples to meet Jesus like this. It says, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Now, I said good news, a question mark, because I never really thought of this before, but a few years ago, um, <laughs> they, they did this uh, uh, sketch on Saturday Night Live, which is really silly and kind of violent, but it's about like, like imagining the story of Jesus, Jesus' resurrection, as a revenge story. And it's called like Jesus Uncrossed. And Jesus comes and like just gets bloody revenge on all his enemies. It's, it's an SNL skit, right? It's not meant to be t- taken seriously. But I thought about that for a moment, and I was like, would this have been good news for the disciples to see Jesus? Because if you remember, all the disciples kind of failed Jesus at the end, right? Like, like many of them, they denied Jesus, they ran away, right? No one stood by Jesus in his time of need. And so here, this is Jesus showing up, right? And he's resurrected, and he shows up, and maybe for some of them, right, they're like, oh, what's he going to do right now, right? Jesus comes, and is Jesus going to be like, I'm back, and I'm back for revenge. Well, we know very quickly that's not the case because Jesus, the first words he says are, peace be with you. Peace be with you, right? That's how we know that this isn't a bloody revenge story, right? And so it becomes good news because of these words that that Jesus speaks. Now, friends, at this point, I want to talk about what is peace, right? Because in the world, maybe you have a definition of peace, and it's like, yeah, the world peace thing, right? Like peace in the Middle East, you know, the absence of conflict, the absence of warfare, right? But I think when you look in the Bible, the concept of peace, it's a little bit deeper than that. And so what Jesus is promising these people, he's not just like, I'm not here to fight. 
right? I mean, there's that aspect. I'm not here to kill you or get revenge, you know? But there's more to that promise. You know, every morning we say that to each other. We say, peace be with you. What does that mean? Um, So I wanted to take a look at, this is Philippians chapter 4, 6 through 7. And it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What is this talking about? It's saying in many ways that, that like, like, so it's saying don't be anxious, right? Which is something that I often tell people is like kind of bad advice. You know, if you, if you know anyone who's like um, not calm, if you go to them and you're like, calm down, never works, right? 100% of the time makes them less calm. Right? If you go up to someone who's, who's super anxious and you're like, don't be anxious, right? it may not work. But what Paul is talking about, he's suggesting something instead. He said, instead of being anxious, because what is being anxious? You're playing something over and over in your mind. Right? You're anxious about something and you're just worried. And you're trying to figure out in your mind. Right? And so he says, instead of that, lift it up to God. Right? Bring it before God and let your, like, like in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So entrust these things to God. And when you do that, then the peace of God will come to you. Right? And look at the peace that it talks about. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. And I put in there the Greek for understanding actually just means mind. Right? It says, and I understand why they changed it to understanding, because in English, it doesn't make sense. It sounds weird. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all mind. That's what it says in the Greek, right? Um, goes beyond your mind, right? Because by the way, brothers and sisters, we talk all the time about peace of mind. But what you may know is that you will never find peace in your mind, right? You want peace for your mind, right? You want peace of mind, but you're not going to find it through thinking, through your thoughts, through turning things over, through being anxious and worrying. It never works, but we all try to find peace there, right? And so the peace that God promises us surpasses your mind. Does that make sense? And it says, we'll guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And, and so this peace, it's going to guard your hearts, and the Greek there is your thoughts, a lot of our thoughts are what are making us crazy, right? And, and we're in this place where we're just constantly worrying about stuff. The word for peace uh, in the Hebrew is, does anyone know? Starts with an S-H. Shalom, yeah. That's where we, uh, Salem is a, 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 an equivalent of that. But shalom means peace. But the peace that they're talking about, it's not just the absence of conflict. It denotes wholeness. It's kind of like saying that shalom is the state of being where everything is as it should be, right? And so within you and without you, just the world is at peace. The world is the way it should be. Things are not messed up. And so for many of us, friends, you may think that you have peace because you're not fighting with anyone. But within you, you're not completely right, you're worried, you're, 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 you're anxious, you're agitated, right? And so the peace that Jesus is trying to give is a totality, right? He's trying to bring this to the disciples. 
So let's continue. Uh, So verse 20, he said, when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. So friends, if, if, if this wasn't clear, Jesus is trying to make it abundantly clear. I am coming here to give you peace. Something's implied in this, right? He's like, yo, check it out. Come up here and look at my hands and look at my sides, right? Because if you remember, right, Jesus was pierced with a nail and he was pierced with a spear in his side. So he's showing them his marks. Now, I was going to do this thing, this whole skit, and I was going to make Hadam do it. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Maybe I should. Maybe I should. And I was going to surprise him because I wanted a genuine reaction. But um, just imagine that you were, instead of having Hanum up here do this, but just imagine, friends, like, like okay, so I am, am seeing Jesus for the first time, right? And then now imagine I'm Jesus, right? And Jesus like, hey, hey, come up here, right? Remember, the disciples, they all kind of let down Jesus. They failed him. And they're coming up, and they go and they see Jesus, and Jesus showing them his hands and his side. He says, peace be with you. And they're, they're excited. They're actually happy. Right? So what's going on here? Can you imagine? What does Jesus' hands look like? What, what does his side look like? Is it bleeding? Is it bloody? No. There's a scar. It's healed. Right? And, and so that's part of the reason why they're happy. I mean, they're happy because they recognize that it's Jesus. Right? So the marks are proof. They're like, hey, it's me. It's kind of, it, this weird thing. When you read the resurrection stories, a lot of times they don't recognize Jesus at first. It takes an act of the Holy Spirit, or it takes something. Sometimes Jesus will say their name. He'll say Mary, and then all of a sudden Mary's eyes are open, and then they can see Jesus, right? It's this weird thing. And, and maybe it's something where they didn't recognize Jesus, but also I think them seeing that his wounds are healed, I think that's something in there that brings them joy. They're like, there's a healing here, right? We didn't just, you know, sort of stand by and we're complicit in the murder of Jesus and he's still hurting. No, he's healed, right? Yeah, he bears the scars, but he's okay, right? And Jesus is saying to them, we're okay. You and I, we're okay. And you got to imagine, brothers and sisters, have you ever been in the room with somebody where you have a conflict with them? Have you ever come to church and there's someone that, that, that you, you had some kind of like bitter disagreement or someone that you're a little bit mad at? Have you ever just not wanted to be in the same room with them? <laughs> what did that look like when Jesus is like, hey, come here, come here? And that's why I was going to do this with Hadam. I was going to have Hadam come close and, you know, maybe Hadam would be a little awkward. I don't know. Hadam's a smooth dude, but maybe he comes up to me and he's just like, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's what's happening here. I think Jesus he keeps saying peace because he knows they don't have peace, right? He knows they're agitated. They're like, oh, I don't know if we're okay, Jesus. You and us, we're not okay. And by the way, remember, remember we're told at the beginning of this passage, they're hiding for fear of the Jewish leaders. They're afraid of what the Jewish leaders are going to do to them. They're not at peace, right? They have all this anguish within them. And so Jesus says over and over, peace be with you. Look, I'm healed. I'm healed. We're okay, right? And then Jesus said to them, right, as the Father has sent me, 
Even so, I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. This is a really weird passage. What does this mean? Does it mean that only the disciples are the ones who can forgive people? And then, you know, that idea that if you don't forgive them, then forgiveness is going to be withheld. Right Now, you just kind of have to know other scripture that knows that, that it's not saying that you need to be forgiven. If you're not forgiven by someone, that God won't forgive you. That's not what it's saying. But think about it this way, brothers and sisters. If forgiveness is not extended to other people, then you're not going to have peace. Right? What is Jesus coming to do? He commissions them. He breathes the Holy Spirit on them. He's saying, basically, I want you to be like me. I'm giving you my spirit, my ministry, and my ministry is one of peace, is one of reconciliation. We're going to take broken people, broken relationships, and we're going to make them whole, right? And this is the thing. If you don't extend forgiveness to another person, Now, God can forgive them. Definitely, God can forgive them. But that forgiveness will not exist between you. There's going to be a tension. You've got to say it, and they need to receive it, and they need to give it back. Um, I've been watching this this series, this this, uh, uh, TV series on the Wu-Tang Clan. And I, I don't know, man, it's been really entertaining. Uh, it's, it's a dramatization of their life. And a lot of it takes place like in the late 80s, early 90s. And so the Wu-Tang Clan, it's this, this hip-hop group, uh, the, these rappers who are now like super famous, but they grew up like really, really poor in Staten Island. And a lot of them came from these two different projects in Staten Island where these people from the two projects hated each other. And there, there was a lot of violence. There was a lot of drugs. And there were these scenes where people would come up to each other and they would be like, 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 like they kind of look at each other. It's almost like you didn't really know what the other person was going to do. Is this person going to like have a problem with me? Is he going to pull a gun on me? You know, and and have you ever seen like, like when people greet each other, they'll be like, peace. You know, like we say that every Sunday, peace be with you. You know, or you're leaving someone, you're like, peace out, you know? And it's just kind of become this thing that we, we say. But in this drama, I was seeing these people, and they would come to each other. And these two people, they're kind of like, 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 like at first, there's this tension. And then one person will look at the other person, right? And, and you're like, man, where are your hands? Like, what's going on right now? You're looking at your environment. And they look at the other person, they go, peace, brother. And then the other person so, says, peace. And then they shake, and they hug. Right? And it's this way of saying, no violence is going to happen here. Right? You and I, we're okay. And oftentimes, it would be two people that don't even know each other. It's not a guarantee that when you say peace to someone else, that they're going to return it. One of those guys could be like, peace, brother. And the other guy could be like, no peace. You know? And like attack him. That, that could totally happen. Right? But in it is an invitation. Right? It's saying, yo, I'm coming to you to have the kind of uh, a relationship where we can be like friends and we can be like brothers, where there is no hostility between us, right? But in many ways, that needs to be returned. And friends, this is what God is coming to do on this earth. This is what Jesus has come to do. 
He did not just come to bring peace to individuals, to bring individual forgiveness. But brothers and sisters, he has come to bring peace on earth, right? Like, like we say it all the time. We call him the Prince of Peace, right? Peace on earth in goodwill to humankind, right? Goodwill to men and women. Isn't that what we say every Christmas? What are we talking about? This is the mission of Christ. He didn't come to just save you know, those people who are just lucky enough to hear about him or, or who happen to have just enough faith to, to say yes to Jesus and believe that he died on the cross, but he came to bring peace to the earth. And you and I, the people who know him, who believe in him, and who are given the Holy Spirit, we are given his ministry to go and bring that peace. And the way peace comes is through forgiveness. Do you notice something that's kind of interesting? Jesus actually never says, I forgive you, to the disciples. What he just keeps saying is, peace be with you, right? And, and, and so that's what we say. And, and that is our greeting to one another, because that's the, the greeting that, that Jesus had. But he makes that very clear, right? If you, you know, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. He's saying that's your ministry now, to go and bring peace through forgiveness. you got to learn how to forgive people. And if you don't, then there is going to be this tension that exists within you, right? You are not going to be at peace. I want to show you uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 19. And this talks again about this ministry that Jesus came to do. Right and, and, and what Jesus is, uh, what he did for us on the cross. Right, so brothers and sisters, this is not an afterthought. This is the heart of Jesus's ministry. It says, "But now in Christ Jesus, who you you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ, for he himself is our peace, who had has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility." So brothers and sisters, oftentimes I think that we go to other people and we try to forgive them with our strength. Like we, we try to think about like, oh, okay, I'm not mad anymore. Or, you know, what you did, like it was kind of messed up, but I'm saying it's okay. That's not the forgiveness of Christ. That's not the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ is what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's where you get the peace. That's where you get the forgiveness, right? So for us, Jesus comes to us while we are enemies, right? He doesn't go to the disciples and he's not like, yo, now what I need to hear from you right now before I kill you all, right, is I need to hear that you're sorry. If you say you're sorry, then I'll give you peace. No, disciples don't do anything, right? They're just sitting there like, oh, what's going on? And Jesus just says, peace be with you. It's a gift, the thing that earns that peace is what Jesus did. It's not the disciples saying they're sorry. It's not anything to do with the disciples. It is completely what Jesus did for you on the cross. He himself is our peace. Our, our, our willpower is not our peace, right? Our ability to be kind and forgive other people, that's not our peace. Our ability to clean up our lives, that's not our peace. He himself is our peace right? So he broke down the wall of hostility 
that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. I know this sounds kind of weird, but we talk about it all the time. We say that we are the body of Christ. What does that mean, brothers and sisters? That means that when we become part of Christ's body, we are all joined together. There's some other people who are joining that body that whether you like it or not, now you are one with them. You're connected with them. When you come to church on Sunday, this is what we are, uh, 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 this is what we are trying to live into. It's this idea that we all now are one in Christ. Some of us were like, yeah, I don't really like that. <laughs> because that toe over there, that person, you know, that, that's, that's in, in my math class and wouldn't share their notes with me, I kind of hate them right now. <laughs> Or that person who thinks they're better than me, and, and a couple weeks ago, I, I saw them at, at the restaurant, and they didn't even say hi, you know, and I don't even know if they're okay. And, and that person was like kind of looking at my girlfriend a little weird. I don't know if we're okay, right? Or just that person, you know, we're just not friends. We're just not very close. Friend, brothers and sisters, in some ways, none of that matters. Not in the way that we think. Because what Jesus is saying is that He's put an end to all of that. In his body, broken on the cross, died for us so that we could now become part of his body, right? Isn't that what we do in communion every week? This would have been a great week to do communion, but we're doing it next week, right? He said, this is my body, which is broken for you. And then you take it and eat it. 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 And now all of you are part of that body that was broken so that we could become whole, right? And so when you forgive someone, I, I, I'm sorry, I, I hope this doesn't sound mean in some ways or doesn't hurt your ego. Well, in some ways, I, I hope it does hurt your ego. I hope it kills your ego, you know? I, I, I hope you understand when I say it has nothing to do with you. The forgiveness of Jesus has nothing to do with you, right? It has everything to do with what Jesus did. And so now we can go to an enemy, and they may have wronged you, but you can still say peace be with you because you are both forgiven by that same blood of Jesus. Does that make sense? Yeah? And so he says... And so this is the work of Christ. This is his desire. Uh, Verse 16, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. I want to stop there a second. What is the hostility? The hostility could be any kind of feeling or any kind of thing that is keeping us separated from one another, right? And so, you know, some of you, you're in a room with people that maybe you're not best friends with. Maybe some people, you you actually don't like them that much. But what God is desiring to do is to kill all of that hostility. Not only that, but have you ever been, like, you know, around a stranger? And it's just uncomfortable, right? It's just uncomfortable. You know, you may not call it hostility, but there's something there where you are not completely at peace. If you're being honest, you go into a room, and you're with these strangers, and you're like, oh, what do they think of me? I feel so weird. I feel so exposed. And I don't know anyone here, right? What is God trying to do? He is trying to make you one with all humanity. I know that sounds so lofty in some ways, but truly, that is what God is trying to do. And so when you're in a room with people or you're in any situation, there's no hostility. There's none of that weird feeling. 
you can absolutely be at peace. Does that sound weird? Does that sound unrealistic? Does that sound something that is completely out there? Well, friends, that's why you need some help. That's why Jesus breathes the Holy Spirit on the disciples, because you're not going to be able to do this naturally. But this is the promise. Man, I know for me, there's so many situations that I just go through life, and I'm just so uncomfortable. You know, I have so much restlessness, you know, and there's so much that tells me I'm not at peace, but this is the promise. This was what he's trying to do. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who are near. It doesn't matter if you've been in the church. It doesn't matter if you were out partying last night or if you were doing things that, that are just like completely not of Christ or whatever. You know, if you've been really far, if you've never been to church in your life or if you've gone to church every day of your life, it doesn't matter in the sense that what brings you peace is not your actions. It is what Christ did for you on the cross, right? Came to bring those who are far and those who are near. We both need that. We both need the peace that only Jesus can bring, right? And says, um, for through him, we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So again, what is bringing you to the Father? It's not your good actions. It is the Holy Spirit. Right? So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So some of you are like, Pastor Steve, that all sounds wonderful, but how in the world can you possibly live in that kind of peace? You started this sermon, I started this sermon by talking about how peace sometimes, it sounds great, but it just sounds so idealistic. It just sounds like something you can't approach. I want to talk about three ways that we can live a life of peace. So Number one, we have to find in this very moment the peace of God, in this very moment, not somewhere out there, right? But the spirit of Christ is available to you in every moment. Did you know that? You you don't just find it at church. You don't just find it, you know, when you're in your prayer closet, but in every moment. So one of the things that that I've been asking myself a lot is, 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 by the way, if you're going to find it in this moment, you need, to be rec- you need to be able to recognize when you are not at peace. So, so I, I know I've been talking a lot about connection with God, and so we did that whole uh, uh, couple sermons on the, the, the vine, right, and the branches, and how we're supposed to stay connected to the vine. And I, I talked about how sometimes I can tell when I am not in connection with God, Right? And one of the ways, I think, is this lack of peace. But for many people, it's not going to be like necessarily you would put those words like, I'm not at peace right now, you know, but it might be like a restlessness. How many of you maybe have a hard time falling asleep at night? Or you have anxiety, you have this nervousness about you. For me, when stress and anxiety starts to build within me, it manifests in my stomach. This is one of the things they say. They say the body keeps score. Body doesn't lie. And so I know some people, like, you'll ask them, and they'll swear to you. Like, they'll think they're telling the truth. They're like, hey, how are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm doing great. Yeah, like, oh, like, you're a little tense? No, 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 I'm not stressed at all. Everything's great. But they have these splitting headaches, or they have these terrible stomach aches. And it's one of the things that I started paying attention to for, for me. When I'm in tension, when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm in a situation where I'm around other people and I'm not completely at ease, I, 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 just my stomach, right? I get this tightening in my stomach. Do you ever experience that? Or before a test, man, I know some people. Some people, I've shared this before, and LGM people have come up to me and they're like, Pastor Steve, 
I get stomachs all the time before tests. Like, they're terrible. I'm like, yeah, that's the tension. That's the stress. And it's moving to your body, right? And, and, and oftentimes, you're not acknowledging it. You're like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm not stressed. And your body's like, yes, you are. <laughs> you know? It's like, body don't lie. So friends, can you tell in this moment when you are not at peace? And oftentimes, like we said, it's because you are in your mind. You're worried. You're stressed. You're thinking about all these things in the past. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. Oh, I can't fix this, this thing. Why didn't... Jim Harbaugh just leave in the first string quarterback. Why did he put in the freshman and then he fumbled the ball? And what, Like you're thinking about all the things that happened that you can't change or you're thinking about the future. All these things that you have no control over. Oh man, I hope that interview goes well. I hope I know the questions to the test. I, I hope I get an A. I hope my friend's not mad at me. Oh, the last time I saw them, it was a little bit uncomfortable. All these things, you have no control over it. You will never find peace in your mind. How can you find peace? You can only find it by the Holy Spirit. And let me ask you a funny, but let me assure you, it is a spiritual question. The only place you can experience the peace of Christ is right now. Right now. And so let me ask you a question. What is wrong in this very moment? Is there anything wrong with this moment right now? I'm not talking about what you're worried about. I'm not talking about in the future, but right now. This is a question I ask myself all the time when I'm freaking out or nervous, right? There isn't peace within me. That simple question right now. Like seriously, if I can just take a moment and take a deep breath. Did you notice what Jesus did when he gave the Holy Spirit? What did he do? It's, it's a little detail, but I think it's kind of telling. What did he do? He breathed on them. Did you know that the word for spirit in Hebrew is breath? How many of us, when you're like anxious and you're not calm, you know, they tell you one of the best things you can do is breathe. Take deep breaths, right? And friends, I don't think the, the spiritual and the physical are as separated as we think. In this moment, can you just take a deep breath, just just in this moment right now, what is wrong with this moment? Is there anything wrong? Or can I be at peace in this moment? Can I experience it right now? In this moment, the Holy Spirit telling me, yo, just stay here with me. <laughs> I don't know if that's what the Holy Spirit, if he says yo to you. But in this moment that, that God is saying to you right now, you're my child. I love you. You don't need to go anywhere. Just in this moment, just be still. You can be still. And you can just enjoy the peace that comes from my Holy Spirit right now. Friends, another thing uh, for us is forgive. Um, peace comes through forgiveness, right? Peace comes through forgiveness. In the word give, in, in the word forgive is the word give, right? And that's where we get our word for gift, right? It's always a giving, right? There's a giving and receiving of the gift, and for many of us, brothers and sisters, when we're not at peace, sometimes the one that we need to forgive is ourselves, right? And, and I know this sounds kind of weird. I heard a pastor say this once, and it kind of blew my mind. I mean, at first I was like, what? This sounds really weird. But he's like, maybe the first thing you need to forgive is reality. You're like, what? What do you mean forgive reality? 
Because so many of us, we're resisting the way things are. We're not okay with it. We are not at peace with the world. We're like, why is this world so messed up? Why do all the traffic lights turn red when I'm late for work? Right? Why is it that when everything is going wrong in my life, that's the moment that I get an extra project from my class that was unexpected? Why is it when I'm already stressed out, then my mom is going to nag me about something? Right? Or, or there's going to be this extra stress that comes. Why at these moments? And we're not at peace. We're resisting. We're, we're fighting reality. And in many ways, really, who you're mad at is you're mad at God. If you think about it. Who's responsible for all of this? You are not at peace with God. Maybe you need to forgive God. Friends, and maybe in some ways, we need to receive his forgiveness for being so mad at him. You know what I mean? Because I think on some level, we know that. We know we're mad at God. We know we're not at peace with God. And we feel bad about that. We're like, what kind of Christian am I that I'm like so upset with the life that God has given me? You know, I get so mad at silly things. You know? But maybe the first forgiveness has to be to forgive reality, to forgive God, and to forgive the fact that you're not able to forgive. It's a gift all around, and you just need to, to be in it. This is kind of a, a, a silly thing. but uh, um, Oh, actually, I'll mention this in my third point. So extend peace to everyone you encounter, especially those who don't deserve it. And friends, there is this sense in which we need to learn to live at peace with other people. And friends, I got to tell you, I already told you that what Jesus has come to do is to make us one body. But for many of us, we may not be there yet. And I know many, many times throughout the history of the church, the history of our church, there have been people who've come to church and they don't like each other. Happens all the time, right? Because we're human beings, right? We're not perfect. We hurt each other. And i got to tell you, every week, we're passing the peace of Christ with one another. And it's supposed to be this really powerful thing. I've heard from other people. So there's this very well-known author. Her name's Brene Brown. And she says that one of the main reasons why she goes to church is to pass the peace. And when she tells people who aren't in the church that, they, well, number one, they don't know what passing of the peace is, you know? But number two, they're like, why? Why is this so important to you? Because it just seems like such a small thing in the service, right? Most of us, we highlight the worship. Like, oh, I go for the music, or I go to get inspired, or I go to, you know, hear a good word or whatever, right? But she's like, no, one of the main reasons I go is to pass the peace. Because she's like, in my community, she lives in Texas, and she's, you know, a, a professor. So probably she's around people who are, you know, more social justice oriented, uh, more liberal. She's like, a lot of people at my church are very unlike me. And there are people that I would not be friends with. There are people who would wear red MAGA hats and stuff like that. You know, and I would never want to talk to these people. I would never want to be friends with these people. But once a week, we get together, these people who are so different, and we wish the peace of Christ, and we speak the peace of Christ to one another. Something very powerful. Friends, if you want to live this out, honestly, during the passing of the peace, if there is somebody that you are uncomfortable with, someone you don't know, someone you're in conflict with, you should make a beeline for them and wish them the peace of Christ. Now, next week, someone's going to be like, why are you wishing me the peace of Christ first? 
<laughs> Did I do something? Just kidding. Don't think about that, guys. Don't be in your mind, right? Peace of Christ passes all, all minds. <laughs> Don't worry about that. But friends, in all seriousness, we are meant to live in this peace. Remember, I mean, we, we've said this before. The problem with life is that there's other people in it. And, and when we are not at peace, I mean, it is so easy to bump into someone else and to make their life a little worse. And for other people who aren't at peace, they bump into your life and they make your life a little bit worse. And friends, you know, for us to extend this peace in everything we do. Um, last week, uh, I- I'm going to tell a true story. Um, <laughs> Mary and Yubin can pack- back me up. This 100% happened. Or wait, was, was that Yubin who was here? Yeah? No? You weren't here last week? Was that Ian? Maybe that was Ian. Ian, was that you last week when we were in the parking lot? Mary, you know what I'm about to talk about. I'm walking to my car, and right outside of my car, right outside of my car was a diaper, and it was open. And we think it was an adult diaper, and it's open, and it has been used. It was like, like seriously, one of the, it's like top five most disgusting things I've ever seen, right? And my first thought is, I'm going to step over this thing, and I'm going to leave, because that's disgusting, But I'm the pastor of the church, right? I'm like, I can't leave a dirty diaper in the parking lot. Y'all are going to roll up here next week, and you're going to be like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's going to look like a horror show after a week, right? I'm like, I can't leave this. So I'll go inside very calmly, and I, 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 you know, we we don't have gloves in here, but, you know, like, like we do the thing, like the doggy bag thing, right, where you take, like, like the, the trash bag, and you turn it inside out. And I'm like, the whole time, like, like Mary and Ian, was that you who was here too? No? Oh, who, who was that? I'm sorry. There's someone else. It was Kevin. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Chen was, was there too, as well. And the whole time, I'm like, who would do this? We were all like, why would you do this? And we're like trying to like think of the scenario that this happened, like with somebody, like, because we think it was an adult diaper based on the size and I'm not talking about the size of the diaper, if you know what I mean. But we think it was an adult diaper. And like, it's like maybe someone, like, like they, they just had to go in the car, and they're driving by the church, and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so smelly and so disgusting. They had to change the di- diaper right there. It was so smelly. They're like, oh, we can't leave it in the car. And they're just like, they're a church. They'll forgive us. You know? We don't know. We don't know what happened. But I'm, like, cursing them under my breath. I'm like, who would do this? Like, I, I, I hate you right now. I'm so mad at you. You know? But in this moment, there is this, this forgiveness, this like, and, and like, you know, as Mary and I and Kevin were talking about it, we came, kind of came to this place where like, well, you know, we're kind of glad that they did have a place to put their dirty diaper, even though like, I guess they could have put it in a garbage can, but, you know, and, and just at the end, I honestly felt at peace. I don't know how Mary felt, but just this kind of like extending this peace to them. I know it's a silly example, friends, but... There is this way in which we are supposed to live. I, I, I'm going to share one last example. Uh, this, I, I seriously have been debating all week if I was going to tell you the story, because it happened on Monday. On Monday, I was waiting for um, my, my I, I have to pick up my kids from school. Uh, they don't have a bus. And so I'm waiting in this parking lot, and I try to get there early uh, because it, it just it takes forever. So I'm waiting there like a good 30 minutes to pick up my kid. And it's my day off, so I'm playing a video game in my car. And um, I don't know why, but I get really lost in this video game. And it's like something where, like, there's something on the map, 
and I'm supposed to get to this place, and I can't get there. And I keep circling the entire 30 minutes, I'm trying to find this place, and I end up not getting there, and I just get really mad, right? And so, friends, I'm just sharing with you, I'm a human being, but I'm yelling in my car. I'm like, why can't I find this place? And I'm getting so upset about this really stupid thing. And honestly, I think that's part of what it was, is I knew how silly it was for me to yell about this stupid video game, right? But I was getting so mad. And meanwhile, there's a truck in front of me, and they're running their engine. It was like kind of a nice day, so there's no really real reason to run your engine. But they're running their engine, and it's just mad loud. It's just like, like sounds like a lawnmower, just And I'm like so frustrated, I start yelling at the car. Like not at the person, right? But I'm yelling at the car. I'm like, why don't you turn off your truck, man? Like, like yelling in my car, right? And, 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 and like this is going on for a while. I'm like, seriously, turn off your truck. And I'm thinking for a moment, I'm like, their car is literally right in front of me. They could hear me. And then I was like, okay, maybe I should stop yelling. <laughs> what if they came out of the truck and they're like, hey, you got a problem, man? Like, no, I'm just trying to play my video game and you're being loud. You know, it's like, you know, they probably didn't know. But the point is that I was not at peace. I was not at peace. And just in this moment, I just felt so silly. But in this moment, I was like thinking about the message I was about to preach to you all. And I'm like, I need to forgive myself for being so silly. I need to forgive this moment, right? I need to forgive the truck for having, just being really loud, you know? It seems so silly, friends. But in many ways, just when I was able to do that and to just, just take a moment and just be like, yeah, God, I need to forgive myself for being so silly. There was a peace that came over me, you know? And I didn't start a fight with a guy in a truck, you know? I, I didn't end up in jail. You know, and friends, these are little things, but this is what your life is made of. In these moments, every moment when you are not at peace is a moment to be forgiven, is a moment to experience the grace of Christ again, right? And to imagine, friends, what we are building to, and in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking more and more about how we can become the kind of community of Christ where we can experience the peace of Christ but also extend that to other people. And when you come into a place like this, when you come into a community of Christ, that you're instantly transported to that place of peace, where you're like, this is a place of grace. This is a place of forgiveness. I want that to be reflected in your lives. Don't you want that? Praise team, can you come up? I just want to ask you guys a question. You know, it's the question I asked you from the very beginning. Do you want peace? Do you want peace? Forgiveness. Remember, the operative word is give. It's a gift. You don't need to earn it. You don't need to clean up your life, right? But you can receive the gift of God's peace just by receiving it, just like my friend, you know, who had had a really kind of messed up life, right? Let's be honest. He didn't do anything to earn that, but he understood in that moment what that pastor was offering him, what God was offering him, was a gift. So if you guys want to just start playing that, that, that music in the background here, let's just take a moment and close our eyes. Just how, how do you want to respond to that? Do you desire God's peace today? Is there something that you're not at peace with? And can you just know that God is saying to you, I forgive you. 
you are absolutely forgiven. And I want you to live in this spirit of forgiveness where we receive forgiveness and we extend it to other people. I want you to live in my peace. Just take a moment right now. What is wrong in this moment? In this moment, right here. Right here. Not not what's going to happen 20 minutes from now. But right now. Is there anything wrong in this moment? Maybe as we're singing this song, just be in this moment. Just be at peace. Holy Spirit, meet us here. Help us to experience your peace now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.